the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day, good day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, real estate, insurance, divorce, marriage, college costs. And I'm talking college costs. We're not talking about the old-fashioned buy-your-way-into-USC college costs. We're talking about kids are expensive. They're about $250,000 from age 0 to 17. And then another 250000 from 17, 18 to 21 for college. It's a $500,000 commitment. What's your savings at at this point in time? Is it 500000 Well, you can have one kid, right? You see people have six kids, and you're like, well, how did they do it? My parents, uh, my mother and father had five boys. Boom, 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 boom. And then one little girl. Wow. Anyhow, my brothers used to do the best thing in the world to me. They told me, and I believed it, that I was adopted and that I was raised by a pack of wolves in the uh, African uh, plains, that somehow my name was Manu and that I walked on all fours until just recently. I loved having brothers. Brothers are important. Brothers are key. Brothers are kicker. They're wonderful. Anyhow, my brother in real estate, Tony Mendez, he's not really a brother, but he's someone I've known for a very, very long time, thus making him kind of like family. You can find him on the air here Thursdays at 6 o'clock with his partner, Gordon Hines, uh, doing the real estate rapport. It's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How are you, Tony? Good. Good morning. Howdy. Uh, real estate, good friend of mine. I was at dinner the other night, and I've known him, yeah, when you have kids, you kind of know the same people for a long period of time. And now that the kids are 10, he's like, I'm up and moving. I'm like, where are you going? I thought you loved San Carlos. And he goes, too expensive. Lottery ticket. I won. My home went from 500000 to $2 million. Ding, 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 ding. Time to move. And like, my, our kids know each other kind of thing. And uh, he just, his wife works hard. He's a stay-at-home dad. Uh, she's an attorney. She's the, the, the breadwinner. And He's out. So I'm seeing more and more of that. I've seen people fail. I've seen people who wanted to do an app literally forge checks and forge tax paperwork. I've seen people basically be renters because they keep waiting for the market to go back down, and now they're forever renters. Uh, This was one of the ones that hit me because he looks like me. He acts like me. It's someone I like, and he's leaving due to he feels like he hit the lottery, and he he, he wants to spend more time with his life. It was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. And I said, uh, and not, to, not just, I told him, don't you want to wait for the no, couple more IPOs? Like sell your house to someone from um, Lyft or Uber or Slack when they come public this year. I mean, I, I, I can understand the mentality we're, we're, you know, on our side of the business, we we're seeing people, um, we're, we're seeing the people who are buying these properties, Rob, yeah. that, that they're selling. And there's plenty of people out there that are doing it and plenty of products, that, which is really, you know, one of the big parts of our industry. We always say that products drive the, the real estate market and the jumbo market has really been cooperating. That's, that's probably the best word I can say, cooperating with the kind of markets like the Bay Area, LA's and the other big markets across the United States. Um, and if it wasn't for those type of jumbo loans, it, or the the availability of those jumbo loans, uh, you know that 
your neighbor would have trouble selling his house. Or maybe he's thinking that there are tighter guidelines coming. I don't know. Um, or he's just saying, I'm, I'm going to cash in. And a lot of people have that kind of mentality. But at the same time, and I talked about this last night, is that there are a, there's a plenty of, of inventory that's dropping at moving people upwards that it's, yeah. it's a normal flow of you know the, the smaller home to the bigger home to the biggest home well you stay in california he's gonna get a bigger home though a little bit more mm-hmm. inland right so he, he may also think you know hey I've, i can i don't think my house is going to go up anymore here meanwhile houses where i want to go are going up why not cash in at the high yeah. and try to get something before it starts going up because the natural progression right now we're seeing are people are moving inland we're, we're doing more and more clients moving to like the outskirts of sacramento to the elk groves and the rosevilles and uh and so on that are that are you know i can telecommute and i can get this beautiful i used to house i used still work to, from home right the telecommuting is big big it's, i think that's that's going on here in this case but I remember once saying on radio that I think it's the women who drive housing prices up because they get married. They want to have kids. They want good school districts. I, I don't they think want you're wrong. Right. I don't think. Uh, but wait, wait, now I got a new one. So that's the 30 year old person who, who's buying real estate. The 40 year old, like this guy, 45 years old. It's Portia, his daughter. Daddy, I want a horse. So and he has to go somewhere to get a horse because he can't, no. can't put it in San Carlos. It's too small. So we chickens. Uh, we have chickens in San Carlos, but um, we have a chicken tour where I live. Daddy. And his name's daughter is Portia. <laughs> that actually, I stole that from a fish named Wanda. One of the greatest movies of all time. Love it. Kevin Klein Probably can't be made today. Probably can't. It's to- totally inappropriate to make fun of a stutter. Mm-hmm. Ken, what are you going to do? Kill me? <laughs> Kevin Klein. I love that movie. Back when movies were politically incorrect. Um, and I think Ken did run him over with a steamroller or something yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did kill him. <laughs> I, I, but it was wet cement, so no one really died. But, uh, yeah, product does drive market, and I, I think different cycles of your life. I was at the dog park yesterday, and I see this beautiful couple. I mean, he is gorgeous, and she's she's better looking than him. And they got this little dog that may have been the size of a styrofoam cup. Maybe. I'm like, that's a pretty small dog. She goes, yeah, we live in a condo. But when their IPO hits, they're going to be buying Ron's house yeah. or someone else's house. Um. And that's, we're, we're also seeing people that want to stay in the Bay Area and uh, have that, you know, the 10 year old that's now in college and they're saying, we don't need this house anymore. How's a 10 year old in college? No, the, the 10 years, it's 10 oh, years later. They're in it. college, you know, and we don't need this house anymore. In fact, we have a client right now. He's yeah. flying out his, his son's 21st birthday in Denver and he's downsizing from a $2 million house down to a $1 million house and he's going to use the proceeds, you know, that. That yeah. equity that just magically appeared for him, and now he's going to buy this other house free and clear, and he's going to have, you know, some some excess money. Else, yeah. And so, and and not only that, he's doing it before he retires. He's like, I don't know if I'll be able to afford something when I retire. Should I get a loan? So he's actually going to start talking to like financial planners and stuff. Like, should I keep money on the side? Should I? Get a small loan like a two or three hundred thousand. Um, do I need to save money? Kind of thing. So we're we see a lot of people downsizing too that want to stay near their family. So that's also supplying you know the fuel for the mid size or the mid priced homes and you know re- being replaced with the, the those higher buyers. My neighbor wants to swap with me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not a swinger. And, and he goes, no, 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 no. I want to swap houses with you because he has a big boxy home. His kids are out going off to college now, and I have a, a flat ranch. You need his house. I, well, I don't. And he his, needs I yours. I don't want his house. Some of the work he did on it was a little spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, he, he does listen to the show on occasion. <laughs> 
pretty funny line though about swapping, huh? Yeah. It shows you that we're all at different stages. Like uh, he wants to stay in the area, but he wants a flatter house. You heard about the job swatch job swap, right? Oh, just tell me. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they were the county counties and counties. So for example, if you live out in Solano County, but you work in Alameda County, but there's somebody that works, lives in Alameda that works in Solano. They were thinking about doing this job swap program where you take this person's job and the other person works in there. Anyways, just popped in my head. I have no clue why you brought that up. I don't know. It's totally irrelevant to everything we're talking about. Job swapping? Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to throw out there? No, no, no. no, That's the only random thing I'm going to say today. Ooh. You can meet Tony. He does mortgages. He gets... It gets mortgages done. It's a really complicated process, believe it or not. Lots and lots of paperwork. Lots and lots of data. And uh, I'm Rob Black. You can meet both of us, including CFP, Chad Burton, maybe Michelle Lerman. I think she's coming this time to Burlingame. Thursday night, the 21st of the month. So six days away. It's just right around the corner. It's all about income and retirement. A little bit of real estate. A little bit of interest rates. A little bit of markets. Much, much more. You can learn more at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Big event coming up on the 21st of March. Beware the Ides of March, right? We have... um. St. Patrick's Day coming up, but next week we have the big seminar. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. It's all about income and retirement. It's all about wealth preservation. It's all about those maybe around 45, you start paying attention to these things because your time is running out kind of issues in life. Tony Mendez from Bay Area Loan Source will be there. I'll be there. CFP, Chad Burton, a lot of financial planners. So if you have questions, bring them. Lock and loaded, so to speak. You can learn more at robblackshow.com. It's next Thursday, so it's right around the corner. Tony Mendez is here sitting in on a Friday. Home sellers are increasingly willing to accept offers from buyers who need to sell their own home first. Kind of a tricky uh, teeter-totter sometimes, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, as you move from a seller's market towards a normalized market, I don't want to say quite yet a buyer's market, you're going to start seeing sellers take a little bit more concessions. Um, and it could be just that loan contingency or the appraisal contingency. But uh, Redfin should I report that, and they put out some really good data, by the way. Um, if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the industry, they have a great website with good information on it. But the they report that they are seeing more and more people, sellers, that are willing to take an offer where the buyer has to sell their house first, and they're trying to do it as, as a simultaneous transaction, where you finally sell your house, and two days later, you wire the money over, and you close on the new house. Um, here in the Bay Area, we've seen over many years where that just didn't exist. In fact, realtors were saying, do you have a house that you need to sell first before you buy this one? Yes. Well, we can't help you. You're not going to get your offer accepted. And then they would call us and we'd have to do some sort of creative you know, financing where we're either... Because bridge loans aren't there anymore. That was the the um, catalyst for these kind of transactions where the the lender wouldn't qualify you on your departing Where did property. bridge loans go? Um, they got kind of wiped away when, with qualified mortgages out of Dodd-Frank. And um, what they would do is qualify because it's it's a qualified mortgage and you actually own two houses at the same time. But if you list the other property, they wouldn't qualify you on that debt. And that kind of went away. So people are like, oh, should I cash out? Should I use an equity line? And then all of a sudden you have two houses to qualify for. But it's good news to hear that sellers are a little bit more accommodating when it comes to you know, you selling your house first. And a lot of it has to do 
Rob, with the fact that there's a little bit more inventory out there. You know, instead of looking, you know, three or four blocks away and there's another house for sale, you might look right down the street and there's a, a house for sale. And now you're competing against that other seller and you're going to have to start thinking about taking those offers. Okay. Does that mean that there's a, maybe a weakening happening? No, it's, in the it's short term it's, because buyers typically didn't, or sellers didn't. Uh, owners didn't have to usually make those concessions. Uh, make the concessions, and yeah. now they are. Well, we're seeing concessions across the board. Um, like for this, in this example, we wouldn't see no loan contingency, no uh, appraisal contingency, and then a sale contingency. We would see maybe one or two of them. Um, but we are seeing sellers accept these more often, which is good news. Um, again, it comes down to this, the choices that buyers have. I embrace the, the as a First-time home buyer or a repeat buyer, I would embrace that there's more inventory. And, you know, even as a seller too, because if you're selling, you're buying somewhere else. You want more inventory somewhere else. It's part of the healthy market. It's part of, you know, the ebb and flows of you know up, you know, higher home prices, lower home prices. People just can't, uh, you know, continue to think that home prices will keep going up. Um, but then again, it goes back to that story about your neighbor who's cashing in on his property. He's like. I, I don't want to get caught in uh, not you're not bidding with other buyers. You're actually bidding against other sellers. And that's what I think a lot of people are fearing. And they're going to start taking these kinds of offers. It's interesting the way it's playing out, um, because we all want to say, are we at the top? We all want to say, when's it going to correct? So that's when I want to buy. Uh, it's, yeah, but if you want to talk about the top, you, you start looking at days on market. You also want to look at... Um, Inventory. Um, months of inventory. We're still below two months of inventory in the Bay Area. We're still below 50 days on the market. I think we're like at 43 or something like that. Maybe even lower, depending on where you are. So those are the kind of things that can really start turning, you know, towards that, you know, o- over the, the, the teeter-totter of going towards a buyer's market. Do you remember which... the teeter-totter game you had played when you were six? <laughs> yeah. Where you outweighed the girl and you had a crush on her and you didn't really know how to explain your feelings? So you'd make her like say, okay, lower it slowly. And you'd jump off fast and she'd <laughs> try to crash jump, into the earth. Try to shoot her off in the air. And that was your way of impressing a young woman. <laughs> we should try to do that today. <laughs> Take our spouses out and put them on a teeter-totter. <laughs> See if the divorce paper I'm afraid to do that like, with my son for the first... You know, I haven't seen a teeter-totter at a, at a playground in California. Yeah, I've seen I, one. I, I don't think I've ever seen one. Well, they're out there. So they're Not typically... The they're typically more hard. They've got coils in them, so you can't really blow it anymore. Anyhow, I'm digressing. We're not talking about teeter-totters. Although there's big business in... Um, playground. Playground. Yeah. Construction. Big business. They just did the one near our place, and I'm, it took them about a, two weeks to do, and it looked extensive. Yeah. So I'm always surprised, because like, you'll see the city like tell you how much they spent on a, a playground. You're like, that cost a million dollars? And it's literally four swings and some padded stuff on the ground. Little padded and, stuff on yeah. the ground. And you're like, that's where my property taxes went. So property taxes are a fun thing, California, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, it'll be an interesting tax year to see how Californians feel about their property taxes uh, when the government doesn't let you write off as much as you used to be able to. Uh, see if people still love California and Prop 13 as much as they they uh, endear themselves to. We had a client just recently. Um, pay off his mortgage his on his primary house by cashing out on a free and clear rental that he had because he, he his standard deductions went up 
and he's no longer, and it, it actually out, it, it was more beneficial for him to take the standard instead of the itemized. He's like, well, I'm losing this interest deduction. So he moved his interest over to his rental property. So we're seeing a lot of people make those kinds of, um, you know, st- strategic moves. Strategery. Yeah. So now my friend who's leaving the, the city because uh, his portion, his daughter wants a horse. horse. Yeah. Um, he has to, he's going to move all the way to um, Placer County. Mm-hmm. And uh, is he able to move his Prop 13 to Placer County? Do you know? Some counties uh, have some counties some, have that uh, risk. Yeah, um, I think there's only nine counties. Okay, or is it like 17 counties out of the how many 70 or something? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to make up a number. It's like 70 counties in the state, okay. but there's I th- there's not many that are have that that ability to do that. Yeah. Not only that, you have to be of a certain age. Okay, um, I think just say 59. Just, um, just consult and a half. with a CPA is the right. Yeah, answer. consult Don't CPA, but. Yeah, so you, but it's worth checking into. Yeah, yeah. So interesting times to say the least. So uh, I know people are picking San Diego because it's less expensive than the Bay Area, but it doesn't mean that it's affordable. It's just less expensive, and that's the way people are describing it. So and uh, well, for for your your, your neighbor, for example, they're, they're saying I, I have a two and a half million dollar house, and they're going down there to get the same house, but it's one point five. Thanks very much. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We've got a big event coming up in Burlingame on the 21st of March, Thursday, less than a week away. You can go to Rob Black's show, robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. One of the areas that I'm, I'm cautious on is taking advice from friends who live down the street or uncles who kind of know you. I heard Jay Leno talk about high cholesterol recently. And I'm not a big Jay Leno fan, but he's like, you can't take advice on your health from friends and family. You just can't. You got to go to a doctor and you should go to a doctor. And I kind of agree with that. I see way too many people take advice on real estate and investing from friends and family. And like I always say, you can pick your nose, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose. I don't always say that. I just said it probably for the first time in a couple of years. But the point being is be careful who you get advice from. I can't tell you how many Pollyanna realtors I've run into. Like real estate always goes higher. It's such a good investment. No, no, it's a liability person, and I want to shake them. Like let's let's say you take out a million dollar loan. Is it an investment or is it a liability? And let's say that million dollar loan that you take out has a roof that needs repairing. Is it an investment or a liability? Oh, and let's just say you live on a creek with rats. And I'm not talking Emily Ratajkowski. That's a rat who I wouldn't mind having as a neighbor. I'm talking about rats, like the like the kind that eat things, like cardboard and. I had a plastic rat, and the rat ate the plastic rat. And I'm like, man, these things will eat anything. And you're saying, what do you have a plastic rat for? Halloween. Halloween, it was a decoration. But I stuffed it in a nook to see if the rats were under there. And guess what? They were. Because <laughs> he ate his way out through a rat. Now, if that's not, like, iconic, I don't know what is. If that's not, like, awesome. A rat eating out the belly of another rat. Because, like, didn't we hear things that Nazis used to put rats in people's, uh, and the rat would eat through their, like, body and through their intestines and stuff didn't we hear we need a good nazi story again get our mind all happy and fresh again Tony mendez bayarealandsource.com you got any nazi stories none none <laughs> none. none how did none hitler either. tie his shoes in little nazis it's a good hitler sure. joke it's a good hitler joke you don't have many of those do you Mm-mm. 
So you know what I'm talking about, how realtors sometimes are a little bit too Pollyanna and you shouldn't take advice from? I, I find that a lot. And uh, I've got a friend who I, I refer to as unfortunate looking because I'm nice now. I'm not mean. I don't say people are ugly. I don't say that she could use a makeover. I say she's unfortunate looking. She fell off the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But she got into real estate too. Can you years. call it the unfortunate tree? Yeah, you can call it the unfortunate tree. Um, she got into real estate two years ago, and I, I hear her on Facebook telling people now's a good time to invest. I'm like, no, no, this you didn't get your degree in real estate or investing, and like you're just you, you kind of need to push inventory to keep some action going. Realtors make it sometimes on the buy and sometimes on the sell, so they got it kind of good. Because housing's not going to go away. Which is kind of interesting that if they make money on transactions, why would they tell people that it always goes up when they should say it always goes up and always goes down because it that creates transactions. Right. Right? I see what you're I mean, I'd rather do three or four extra transactions a year instead of, you know, three or four less at higher m- money because I'm going to make more money. So, uh, you know, I, I have a sister-in-law that's very much like that, the Pollyanna. With all due respect, I hate your sister-in-law. I, I, I know. I know your opinion. So, she's very plastic. It's, it's a, she's very plasticky. It, she's and not fi- in a good Barbie kind of way. <laughs> she's fine until you start talking about real estate. Yeah. Because they've done well with real estate. That means everybody else should have done well with real estate. Yeah. I think that's where I think a lot of realtors get their mentality. Um, but they've also been in the business. They've been, been in the in right the, city. They've been in the right city. or they It's location, location, location. Or they've made the right decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and hard. they haven't seen a recession. What's hard to hit that uh, city because it's one of the cities that doesn't have a lot of recessions. Yeah, as, as a as a true, uh, but as a seller, it's not. You know, you're not really as concerned about you know the the philosophies of that realtor. It's, it's about the buyer. Um, you know, you can watch any kind of show about a realtor how they sell, sell, sell. The house really should sell itself. Okay, and and you know what I mean. It's that's what you're buying. That's yeah. what you've looked for. You've put the parameters into the MLS and you found the house in the right neighborhood, right school, right room count and everything. And then you have the real the realtor has their, you know, their process and uh, which is beneficial um, to say the least. It's, it's very difficult to buy a house without a realtor in, in this day and age. Right. Um, besides if as a buyer, the seller pays for the, the realty fees, um, which is changing a little bit, by the way. Hmm. Um, so I know a lot of, I've read a lot of research that a lot of corporations are starting to buy homes. Oh yeah, and there's a thing, and they're renting there. them back to their employees. Yeah, yeah. You know who was the greatest person who ever did that? Milton Hershey came Owen up with Hershey whole, came up with a whole city called Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Brought all those workers there, gave them housing, and then they had to work for them for the rest of their life because they had nowhere to go. They, like he bound them essentially as indentured servants with. All due respect to indentured servants, I'm obviously exaggerating here, but um, it was a bad thing. It was a bad, bad thing to have a factory town. And you've seen it with coal mines, too, which, you know, I saw that movie, All the Right Moves, with Tom Cruise, and that was my my whole education on, <laughs> on coal mine towns. And also, um, the Ben Stiller movie, where he's the model. Oh, yeah. Zoolander. Zoolander. And he, he, his dad works in a coal mine, and his brother works in a coal mine. And he wants, in there like he five wants, minutes to, be a, and he wants gets... to be a fashion model. Yeah. And these masculine men in his life uh, are coal miners. And he's in the coal mine for five minutes. And what does he say? I think I got the black lung. You, get, eh. <laughs> you have to throw the cough in there. Eh. I think I got the black lung. Pop. Oh, Christopher Walken, right? Uh, was it Christopher Walken? I think it was the dad. Okay. I don't remember. I can't remember. So I'm making that up. I've told you once, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. So, 
Thank you very much. I appreciate the advice. I'll be here all day long because I probably haven't told you a million times to exaggerate. So I was exaggerating the number inside the. Anyway, um, there's good realtors, bad realtors. And I want that to be really, really well known. And if you're getting superficial information like, oh, you should buy because it always goes up. That's probably not the realtor you want. The guy who sold me my, my little second home, he did a great job. Truckee Tahoe has gotten record amounts of snow this year. And um, I, I feel secure with it. I feel comfortable. I was like, I got a driveway that's flat. He's like, you want a flat driveway? He goes, the ones that are, are angled, he goes, nightmares during winter. You can't get up them because of ice. You can't get down of them, down them without crashing. And I'm like, good, good to know. And he, he looked at the A-frames and he looked at the, you know, the various you know, uh, eaves. So now I know that an eave is more important than I ever knew because when you hear snow roaring down it, it sounds like an earthquake. I think it's tougher to, as a buyer to find a good realtor. You think so? Um, well, you, you, for example, you, yeah. I think it, it was, I think you flip flopped maybe by maybe one or two other realtors yeah, and yeah. eventually, and you felt them out and I think you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, and, but not everybody gets that kind of lucky. I'm not saying that, you know, half the people out there bought the wrong house because they had the wrong realtor. Um, but there are people out there who could have gotten the wrong realtor like that Pollyanna maybe and ended up with the wrong house with the wrong advice well, the and they did person, sell them on the wrong The first person items. I interviewed had a great reputation and she introduced me to one of her team members. I'm like, nope, I'm out. So, sorry, I, I don't work with real estate teams. Just don't do it. I don't want to be dropped off to the flunky or the up-and-coming person who's making the name even more powerful by a number of homes closed and stuff like that. I think you've, you've gotten pretty lucky with the realtors that you've worked in California uh, with. I'm trying to think about the ones that I had back in the East Coast. It's interesting that they fade from my memory. M- mine didn't. Okay. <laughs> Linda. You had Linda? Her, her name was Linda, and she, she, her husband had a very good full-time job, and she did real estate as part-time. But she went to every house um, that we went to, and that was what I really liked about yeah. her. We went to like 30 houses when we bought our first house. And then we ended up finding a new construction, which and we felt obligated to use her because we weren't paying for her anyways. But uh, the it, I was going back to what I was saying. You is felt that obligated. I felt obligated to. Wow, I don't feel have her write the offer for us instead of doing it with the the builder. Yeah. So what you can do? I know they just know, keep more money. It's it's not your money. It's I try not, I not. I try not to have that guilt in my head that I feel obligated for anything. I, mm-hmm. I did come up with a realtor that wasn't the best that I purchased with. And you actually got to meet him, Scott. Oh, in uh, Green something. What was his last name? Greenbrier. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to mention his last name, but it's it, it's it starts with a G, but it's not Greenbrier. Um, he offered weed. <laughs> hey, you want some weed? And so the place that I got was fine, but I think I would have been better with a single family home because ultimately what I got was a, a really big condo or townhouse kind of thing. A pud. Uh, Planned urban development. Are you calling me a pud? I am calling you out. And uh, it, it was okay, but I, I think a, a single family home would have done much better. Maybe that's his his niche. He gets you, you know, high and he sells you pretty much anything. <laughs> that was back when marijuana wasn't legal anywhere. No, it, like that was his thing. I'm I'm the realtor with weed. <laughs> Maybe we need that in California. Maybe we should uh, license that from him. Oof. I bet he's long dead. So that was 15 years ago, roughly, and uh, yeah. I'm baby, he was a smoker. So took me to a restaurant where they had ashtrays on the table and had in, had been in California for five or six years at that point in time. That it, yeah, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. Big. There was one of the, I remember coming to California the first time I was like, why are all these people standing out in front of these restaurants? They're all smoking. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't figure it out for like two or three weeks. And I finally went in there and I was like, oh, there's no smoking. East Coast, is what, that's the biggest difference I, I you can initially see is that people smoke a lot more in the East Coast. I like North Carolina enormously because of Duke, NC State, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Research so I had, reason, I had reasons to be there, but I don't think I chose the realtor terribly well. Um, but you know what? One of the reasons I like Carolina, the Carolinas, is because the girls there were eight to 18. <laughs> And they like Jimmy Buffet. Wow. Big seminar coming up right around the corner. Sign up at Rob Black's show. It's on the 21st of the month in Burlingame. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Millennials aren't buying homes like their parents. In fact, I think it's pretty fair to say that millennials are marching to their own beat on a lot of levels where things sometimes don't make any sense to me. Cause I grew up in a world where we had McMansions and homes got bigger and bigger and now they're getting smaller and smaller in the world that I'm at. But I'll be honest with you. I haven't been to Oklahoma or Florida or Texas where they might be getting bigger and bigger still. Um, and homes, they used to be able to sell them on square footage. Like, woo, don't you want a 2,800 square foot house? And then the realtor would be like, don't you want a 3,000 square foot house? Because that's how you charge on real estate a lot of times. And that's all Zillow does and Redfin typically does is they take a look at what a house sold for in your neighborhood, what they paid per square foot. They look at your square foot and they go, ta-da. So it's not a lot of, ma- it's not a lot of uh, science in that. It's a lot of guesstimates. And then, you know, how nice your house is. They can't tell. They can't tell. Or upgrades and things like that. Upgrades and things like that. So millennials, um, now there's an article saying millennials aren't buying homes like their parents. I don't know. The millennials that I know, if they're working at a startup, maybe they're going to be home buyers, but I'm assuming most are going to be condo buyers or apartment renters for a long time, unless there's a big payday coming because saving for that down payment is, is, is brutal in a day and age where like, I want to go to New Year's Eve and dress in all white. You can't have the experiences and the down payment. The experiences cost money in life. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're robbing one pocket, putting the other, I suppose. Um, we are seeing a lot more millennials interested in housing. Um, mostly we are seeing millennials that are couples. Uh, you know, that dual income really makes a big difference, especially when you have a median home price in the Bay Area that's 900000 and some places much higher. Um, but you, again, we, we keep going back to how products drive the market and, and rates as well. We were seeing rates right now at 13 month lows, and that is lending towards more affordability. And then we also have a little bit more inventory, which I believe is just more choices. Um, it does give you a little bit more ease on, um, you know, the concessions that you might get from sellers and definitely the choices are what I would focus on because I, if I'm to spend that much money, I'm going to get the house that I want. So we are seeing people that are saying, I'm putting offers. I see three houses I want to put an offer on. And then, you know, you get that whole, you know, back and forth of which one makes more sense. What are the dollars for each one? Kind of comes second, and then uh, and then you move forward on the right house. But millennials, you know, they're not buying houses like their their parents did or their grandparents did. Uh, more millennials are buying houses sight unseen. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that you need to be able to move very quickly in a house. So if your realtor says, "Hey, look, look at this house," I almost online, don't believe you when you say that. No, it's, it's, it's sight unseen. Huge. It's like forty three percent. It's huge. Could you imagine if you bought a house sight unseen and then you but get inside? Done, we did and- two last year. But you get inside and there's like dead bodies everywhere <laughs> well, or it's you, been rat infested. You do get to see a lot of the photos, but you, you're just not experiencing the neighborhood. You don't know oh. like how you you're situated near the Starbucks, for example, you okay. know, you, you can, but you can guess and you, 
um, but we did do a couple of them last year. So we're seeing a little bit of that. It's pulling back a little bit because I think you know it, it did peak out with the lack of inventory. But they're also getting a lot more down payments. But you know, if you're a, you can do. Uh, like a Cal Half a loan, for example, you can make a, almost two hundred thousand dollars in the peninsula and st- as a household, and st- and afford almost zero percent financing all the way up to, I'm uh, sorry, zero percent down payment all the way up to, you know, seven hundred and some change. So a lot of you know, but you know, what are you going to find in the peninsula for that? But it, it does help you as you go over into the jumbo territory. We've seen ten percent down jumbos r- rule the market okay. right now, and ten percent down a million dollar house is hundred thousand dollars. It takes three, four, five, maybe longer to get that down payment, but the products are there for the millennials. Uh, but they're also getting a lot more down pay- uh, a gift for their down payment from their parents more than any other generation. Almost every single millennial that we've done has seen some sort of gift from their parents. Interesting stuff. So I didn't get gifts from my parents. It's it's the new way of buying. It's you know it's that guy your neighbor who's who cashes in on a house, puts the money away for his son to help him buy a house. Yeah, kind of yeah. you know uh, Porsche is going to eventually have a uh, a house because he put ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars away uh, for her to buy the house when she you know gets a job. So it's interesting how things change. That's what it comes to. And uh, your industry, you have to have a lot of product knowledge. You have to know the different mortgages. Um, I think you know, the biggest regret I made on every home that I've ever sold is that I, I, I went with 30-year fixed mortgages instead of seven-year or five-year. Yeah. Because there was a couple homes that I sold in four to five years. And I was just afraid. There's, there's a, you, I could have had half the payment, put more into retirement, had quadrupled my money that I put into retirement, um, and still had the same home to live in with the same walls. And it end up with the same balance. You just spent less. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of, we see a lot, heck of a lot more jump, uh, uh, arms. And you're talking about adjustable rate mortgages in the jumbo territory because the, on a million dollar loan, the difference, you know, 1% or even if half a percent yeah. is thousands of dollars over that five or seven year period. Got it. And you end up with the same balance at the end of the time. And, and you may or may not sell the house, but you've saved that amount of money, which gives you options. Maybe jump into 30 fix, or maybe rates stay the same and you can continue on with that arm. How should people, uh, who should be calling you these days? People looking to buy six months out, people looking to buy I always, soon? I always recommend if you're looking to buy uh, a house, especially if it's tax time and you're self employed, definitely talk to somebody sooner and later because um, what you write off on your taxes yeah. and your, your net income, not your gross, if you're self employed, is your, your usable income. So, if you plan a transaction in two years, because they use two years of tax returns, definitely start thinking about talking to a mortgage guy and a CPA at the same time. Uh, but, you know, it's two to three months, you should get your credit checked in advance, because even if you think you have great credit, it could be somebody, something showing up. So um, pre- preparation always pays off in our business. I think consistency wins all battles. You can be consistent as well. <laughs> I was going to get into uh, match that phrase with each other. Um, you can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com or come out March 21st, the Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar. I'll be there, CFP Chad Burton. You can learn more by going to Rob Black's show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.